Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread. Welcome, everybody, uh, to this month's Mortgage and Property Special Edition of IFA Talk. And we're going to be looking at some of the specialist finance needs that your clients may have. So our guest today is Jackson Stevens, and Jackson is Sales Director at Tuscan Capital, and they're providers of short-term bridging finance. So Jackson's got plenty of experience in the market, so he's certainly the person we want to talk to. Jackson, welcome to IFA Talk. It's really great to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me. I, you're very welcome. I wonder if we could kick off perhaps by asking you to tell us just a little bit about you and, and more importantly, perhaps about Tuscan and what exactly it is that the business does. Sure. Yeah. Well, as, as you mentioned, I'm the sales director here at Tuscan Capital. Personally, I've worked in um, various guises of property finance for the last 25 years, uh, worked for high street banks, specialist providers. I've worked on the broken side as an advisor. I'm a qualified mortgage advisor myself. Um, I find myself at Tuscan Capital to try to sort of um, manage and, and run the, the sales function uh, within the business. They're a well-established business now, six years running in the short-term lending space. We provide uh, bridging finance for residential and commercial assets across the whole of the UK. Um, and really, my task, I think, is to, is to ensure that everyone knows where we are, what we do, and how we can help. And ultimately, hopefully, today we'll We'll go a little bit about the, the different scenarios and solutions that, that the specialist finance market has to offer. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. We've definitely got the right person on today. So, Jackson, thanks for coming on. It's, it's January, so we'd be interested to start by hearing your thoughts about what 2024 might have in store for the UK property market and where do you see the key challenges being? Sure. Well, I think it's safe to say, I mean, it's it's been a very positive start to the year um certainly if you look uh, across the news and, and social media space with regards to um, mortgage products and mortgage rates and lending appetite um there's a lot of confidence i think being fed back into the market after what was quite a rocky 12 to 18 month period um last year so i think it's all about sort of slow and steady return to normality i suppose more than anything else um, I mean, what I have seen in the last few days is some reports confirming that the, the sheer volume of mortgage products that are available in the market are the highest they've been for many, many years with over sort of 5,000 odd products available for consumers to, to choose from at this moment in time. Um, that, that's really due to the fact that the, the base rate is stabilising, swap rates continue to fall, inflation is falling. So therefore, the mortgage rates themselves are, are coming down in line with that. So it's uh, it's great to see that confidence being fed back into the market. I think say twenty twenty four really is a a road to recovery. Um, maybe not the fastest road to recovery, but it's going to be a slow and steady track back to to somewhere closer to normality. I think um, that feeds into the sort of house price market as well. I mean, I think we'll see that stabilising. Um, there was uh, a reduction in in prices generally across the market last year, but it wasn't at the levels that were initially expected. Um, and I think, again, that kind of steadying out provides that confidence back into the market, certainly. We'll see uh, many changes, I think, with regards to uh, borrowers 
habits, um, whether that's with their own residential assets or whether that's on the investment um, and portfolio side with some diversifying of portfolios to ensure the best returns within the, the asset classes that people have. As uh, products change and, and rental habits change, I think there's a, a lot of, a lot to be done with regards to reviewing what assets are held and, 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 and people's personal situations. Um, I think within that, there's potential for the, the changing uh, of, of asset types with regards to refurbishment and conversion. And we've got a bit of a, a green agenda um, that we've seen as well. Um, and although government changes have been pushed back in that space, there's still high demand for a better EPC ratings on existing properties. Lenders are encouraging those who do that or enticing them with potentially better products. And I think tenants are savvy and, and understand the need for cheaper, or maybe cheaper is the wrong word, but more, more um, cost-efficient properties to run when it comes to energy costs. So there's a lot, a lot of changes that needs to be done within that property space over the next 20, uh, 12 to 24 months, I think, as well. Um, so yeah, as I say, I mean, I think I think the next twelve months, particularly, we'll see continued. Well, I hope as well that we see continued um, stability, um, led by the banks, the government, um, and then that's then fed out through through the lending market as well. Certainly. Uh, well, it's good to hear that you're just reflecting on some of those areas where confidence, hopefully, is returning to the market, and uh, and let's hope that the road to recovery, as you called it, really, really, is underway. Uh, Jackson, I wonder how might specialist finance needs, such as bridging, etc., be used by advisors in those market conditions as you've just described them now, and I wonder where you might see opportunities, perhaps, lying for them and their clients. Well, I think um, specialist finance comes into its own in in times of turmoil, for want of a better phrase. And I think when people are looking to change normal habits, um, th that isn't necessarily where the high street, as we would call it, typically would be able to step up and assist. So when you do look at things like um, conversions, refurbishments, increasing energy efficiency, a lot of these assets may not potentially be considered to be mortgageable in their current state. Um, a little bit of investment might go a long way to ensure that a, a property is initially habitable and then, of course, mortgageable. Uh, and specialist finance solutions are are really designed at helping these sort of short-term stopgap areas where you're you're moving an asset from a particular um, status into a, a much kind of healthier place um, to ensure the benefit of those residing in it and those who own it. So. Um, those opportunities for uh, financial advisors and, and mortgage advisors across the, across the market and across their client banks are, are really huge because um, it's not just in the investment space. It's also in the residential space as well, uh, where people need to be um, really staying on top of um, the, the, the costs, I suppose, of living in, in those assets and making sure that those opportunities to to improve those properties uh, are taken where they can be. So Jackson, I was interested to, when you said that then, how much more expensive then is short-term finance than let's say a more traditional mortgage option? Short-term finance certainly is more expensive because it is generally calculated on a monthly basis as many of the facilities that are written are, are um, completed and redeemed within a six, eight, 12 month period. So it is very much a stopgap solution. I think typically you'll, 
a good rule of thumb is it's around one percent a month okay so that, that's not i mean hmm. not a lot in relation hmm. to the the benefits of of arranging those funds and, and moving that asset from from one status to another um often increasing value in that asset um by investing that short period of time so i think it's a relative cost to the to the solution that it provides um it's it's definitely not a cheap option i would never pretend for it to be so um but sometimes the cost of not doing it is far far greater than that of uh them providing that short-term solution and putting yourself in a position where you've increased the value you're qualifying for better products you, you've you've made your asset habitable um or you've converted something from commercial to residential or vice versa and you can now um really change the way your 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 yield is returning on those assets as well so it's a it's a short-term solution for, for long-term gain ultimately you are listening to ifa talk ifa magazine's weekly podcast subscribe to us on spotify and apple podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available and follow us on linkedin twitter and instagram at ifa magazine Unfortunately, Jackson, we are rapidly running out of time on today's podcast. But to finish off, could you highlight some of an example or two, maybe, of how Tuscan has helped advisors in supporting their clients' needs? Yeah, certainly. I mean, first and foremost, we like to just try to raise awareness, really, of the potential solutions that are available. And I think, as I alluded to earlier, with the increased amount of um, products that are available in the mainstream market if you then add on to that the specialist market as well there's a a lot of products and a lot of solutions that are available so i think first and foremost i'd just like to say it's, it's more important than ever that people seek out the help of a, of a professional advisor so i think the need for financial advisors mortgage advisors is, is as strong as it's ever been certainly um in doing that we speak to people on a very regular basis about the various solutions i've touched on a couple here so things like auction purchase quick acquisition or acquisition of uninhabitable properties, refinancing existing short-term debts that may have sort of run close to expiry, um, exiting a development uh, product. You, might, you know, if you've got a finished asset, but you need a bit of time to finish it off or to sell it. Uh, refurbishment and conversion we've touched on as well. Um, and some more kind of niche areas of sort of extending the lease, splitting titles, planning gains, chain breaks, downsizing, you know, there's lots and lots of options that I I, I want advisors to be aware of when they're talking to their clients because the, the opportunities are huge. But a couple of examples recently, um, we had a, a refinance of an existing short-term facility in Essex where the client's buy-to-let mortgage was um, delayed by quite some watts after they'd originally purchased the property to convert into two flats. Um, they were due to be charged somewhere around £15,000 in extension fees on that short-term funding. Um, but with us being able to complete the transaction very quickly, um, we were able to replace the, that short-term debt, save save those funds and buy the client a bit more time to get that buy-to-let mortgage in place. Um, so that was a fantastic solution for everyone involved there. We had a client down in the southwest who had uh, knocked down an existing hotel, built 15 holiday-let flats, um, and needed a bit of time ultimately to get the commercial term mortgage in place, but also prove the, the revenue stream, prove the income um, to qualify for that debt. So again, we were able to, to pay off the development lender, provide the developer with time to to run it as a, as a holiday let business, get some income in, and then prove, it's, prove itself worthy for a long-term commercial exit. Um, and most recently, I think one that I completed in December was a, an auction purchase 
a property that was very run down in need of some work um, would have been very hard to to let out in its current state or, or, or get a mortgage for it. Um, that's why it was at auction. We were able to turn that transaction around within a, a matter of weeks. Client due to spend maybe 10, 20,000 pounds on it, uh, get it back on the market for someone to either purchase as a main residence or for a, for a landlord to buy in a, in a lettable state. So there are lots and lots of opportunities out there that need just a short-term fix. Um, I think my overriding message would be that there are there's a lot of help available and if these areas are areas that you're uncomfortable discussing with your clients. Um, and we certainly are here to help as much as we possibly can in having those conversations with you about potential solutions, how the process works, the costs that are involved. Um, and yeah, I mean, I look forward to hopefully helping out a lot more financial advisors and mortgage advisors over the next 12 to, to 24 months, certainly. Oh, that sounds that sounds helpful. Thank you, Jackson. Um, just another question of interest, really. How long does it actually take to to organise short term finance like that? Is it, a, is it you mentioned that it was a quick process? Your speed is very often the driving factor behind the inquiry. Um, I th I'd say typically it will take a few weeks, um, depending on valuation, uh, legal work that's required. So it can be very quick in comparison to your typical high street mortgage yeah. products. So, yeah, sure. you know, sure. where there are mortgage delays, then having a, a plan B. I mean, I've always sold this as a, as a safety net, a plan B option, just to know that if things start to take a little bit longer than needed and, and time is very important in the, in the purchase, purchase mm -hmm. cycle, certainly for the vendor as well. Um, then you can have a you can have a plan B lined up, which which means you can access funds in a matter of days. So in some instances, um, you know it can it can be just a week a week to ten working days, um, but more more commonly, certainly within a month of inquiry, a, a bridging loan should complete, and then buy you that that little bit of extra time that you need to go through the the high street process, whether that's for a residential or commercial term exit product. Oh, that's that's very comprehensive. Thank you. I think I think our listeners will be fully in the picture, and I'm hope I'm hoping that uh, if they have situations like this, that they will get in touch with you. So, Jackson, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really interesting to talk to you. And I know now when I when Brandon when I get that Grand Designs project up and running, then we know where to we know where to go. And <laughs> thank you for sharing your experience, your expertise with us today. And uh, hopefully we can talk to you again. Oh, my pleasure. No problem at all. Thanks again for having me. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.